This is Andrew Schultz. I'm the sales manager for CHS Ag Services. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network on this 19th of December. I'm Randy Conan, along with Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman. Strong blast of Arctic air will impact the Midwest midweek. World Weather Incorporated says very strong winds and periods of snow will cause blizzard conditions from Kansas to Michigan. In the Northern Plains, World Weather says one to five inches of snow will fall Tuesday night beginning in Montana and southwestern North Dakota, then spreading across South Dakota to southern Minnesota by Thursday. Temperatures are expected to bottom out in the 20s and 30s below zero with very strong winds. Temperatures will begin to moderate by Christmas with highs rising to the single digits and teens east, 20s and 30s west. Much of the North, of North Dakota and northern Minnesota will miss this week's snowstorm. World Weather Incorporated meteorologist Drew Lerner says that system will track further south, but will still cause problems for the bulk of the Midwest. That big storm comes out of Montana, rather innocent looking, uh, as we go forward through the night tomorrow night. And on Wednesday, it'll come racing across the Dakotas, and we will get, yes, a, another round of light snow. Uh, but it's not going to be nearly as intense, uh, at least as of now, uh, relative to what will occur in Iowa and Wisconsin, Illinois, and parts of northern Missouri. Those will be the areas that get hit hardest by this next snow event. Lerner says we can expect lighter snow and less wind than the major storm track. Right now, it looks like those early indicators are suggesting that another, oh, maybe one to three inches will occur across our region. Uh, but, uh, and it's also good news that we will not be close enough to the storm center this time around uh, to be a part of the blizzard and the, uh, just the crazy winds that are going to occur further to our southeast. Timely rains are expected across much of Brazil over the next two weeks. However, World Weather Incorporated says some net drying is possible in parts of far southern Brazil. Argentina's rainfall outlook has improved with beneficial rains expected Friday through Sunday, but more follow-up rains will be needed. The Nonprofit Corporation Land Acquisition Advisory Committee, formerly known as the Natural Areas Acquisition Advisory Committee, will meet Thursday to review a proposed land acquisition by the American Foundation for Wildlife. General Counsel and Senior Policy Advisor to the North Dakota Department of Agriculture, Dutch Bialki, says the property is currently owned by the Hecht family. The meeting will be uh, chaired by the Agriculture Commissioner, Commissioner Goring, and they will then review the land acquisition proposal to determine whether or not it's in the interest of the uh, state of North Dakota to allow this agricultural land to go out of production and then to be put into uh, more of a wildlife conservatory or something of that nature. The proposal by the American Foundation for Wildlife, they'll make very likely a presentation to the advisory committee and then from there the uh, committee will discuss it and then make a recommendation to the governor. According to the proposal the land will be used for flood reduction in the Painted Woods watershed and later deeded to the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Bialki says the committee's job is to advise the governor on whether or not the sale would be in the state's best interest to sell in accordance to the North Dakota corporate farming law.
agmarket.net market analyst Jacob Burke says news headlines continue to drive the grain markets. You got a few things in the news going on. I think a lot of the focus is on still on weather in South America. Uh, you're still looking at uh, uh, different uh, you know, Black Sea uh, situations going on, and then the the bigger story that I think is boiling up is is China and how they're how they're still handling their their COVID uh, relaxation policies. Burke says thin trade can lead to more volatility. Yeah, and that's it's starting to kind of play out a little bit of just kind of how quick these markets are flipping back and forth and. Uh, you know, you're starting to see it right now in the wheat. We, we, you know, continuing to rally here in Chicago, and uh, but uh, you know, right now the Kansas City's been a little bit reluctant to to, to follow along. But yeah, you, you should plan on uh, uh, you know not looking at it every day if you're not want, not wanting to, to participate because it can make you it can make you a little bit sick sometimes. Is around, but uh, that's kind of what happens when uh, when the volume of the players aren't all there. Lowen and Associates market analyst Matt Hines says that the grains continue to drift with thin trade and lack of fresh news. Quite in the overnight, kind of steady lower trading all night. Uh, not a whole lot of new news out there. This is, of course, the last full trading week we've got left of the year. Uh, closed, of course, on Sunday night and Monday for Christmas and then followed up the next week for New Year. So, yeah, just not a lot of activity. Um, you know, outside markets, energies are up, equities mixed a little bit higher and dollar a little bit lower, but couldn't even get a bounce uh, from some USDA sales this morning either. Um, a little bit, a uh, few beans sold for unknown destinations and a couple of cargoes of corn from Mexico. With the corn market softer, the livestock market is finding some support. Uh, steady to slightly higher uh, on the fats. Uh, feeders are mixed with nearby actually down a dollar now um, after opening higher. You know, good fundamental news last week, uh, sharply higher beef prices um, for the week. Choice is up 13.45, uh, and steady to higher cash-fed cattle trade last week. We were steady here in the south, 155 caught most of it. Uh, in the north, steady to three higher, uh, 155 to 158, and mostly 247 to 248 dressed. United States and Mexico hope to reach an agreement on the on a dispute over biotech corn by late January. The two sides met Friday to discuss Mexico's proposed ban on GMO corn imports. The U.S. is threatening to take action through the USMCA trade agreement. Mexican Agriculture Ministry said negotiations will continue. This is the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. CME Group Manager of Livestock Mackenzie Billings says cattle prices are trending towards 2014 levels, but outside factors could offset those prices. I think, you know, we, we are seeing some things repeat themselves, uh, some, some definite trends that we are definitely seeing repeat. Uh, however, again, you know, we're, we are now seeing these, what we refer to as black swan events that are hitting the market. They used to hit kind of one at a time. Now we're seeing a lot hit all at once. So it is definitely important to not only be monitoring what's going on in the market, but also paying attention to, to those volatility, to the volatility uh, and what that means. Billing says transportation issues and the energy market are also impacting livestock. 
We have definitely seen, um, you know, these black swan events hit every single one of our asset classes, not just agriculture, but also our metals industry, as well as energy, even, even the financials, right? So there, there is a lot that is impacting. We're, we're seeing it across the board. Some of our, our livestock customers, definitely, they, they still are feeling some of the, the pain of, of supply chain disruption. However, they have been very nimble um, and have absolutely been using these our futures and options and our tools to help them mitigate some of that risk and help them to move through some of the things that they need to move through. The U.S. cow herd is growing smaller with drought pushing cow dispersion faster. Purina head of Beef Technical Solutions, Ted Perry, says beef dairy crosses play a role in filling grocery shelves when feeder calves are limited. The beef on dairy crosses is really beneficial to the beef industry because historically you had traditional beef steers and then you had or dairy steers and there was a big difference in performance in feedlot performance but also in carcass quality and the biggest difference not so much in quality but was cutability. Now that we're using beef bulls on dairy cows and we're getting better with the selection process that difference is being reduced so that beef on dairy cross calf is really helping fill the gap of the lack of tonnage that we're going to have coming out just because of lack of uh, feeder calves. Perry says there's still a distinction between true beef breeds and dairy beef crosses. Beef on dairy cross calf just isn't a better holstein. They have to be treated a little bit differently. Okay, We have to feed them a little bit differently because we can throw them into acidosis and we can cause, get some more liver abscesses and things. So there's some certain times of the growing phase of that animal that need to be treated differently, more like a beef calf than, than a dairy calf. Our team around the country, you know, we're used to developing feeding programs for the critters that are standing in that pen, whether it's all beef or all dairy or the beef crosses. You know, the feeding programs can be set up to maximize the value of that calf all the way through. Machinery Pete founder Greg Peterson says the used machinery market is topping prices nearly daily. I've been tracking it daily for 33 years and never seen anything close to this. Just uh, the market has been on fire since late of late 20 and uh, coming off the pandemic and then commodity prices went up in the fall of 2020. All of 2021 it went continually higher. Didn't know if it was possible for used values to continue to go up, but they've actually gone up every month throughout 2022 and the last three months of the year it's actually gone up by the week and by the day it's just been uh, pretty much breathtaking to see you know what stuff is going for now peterson said the new year could slow down prices a bit with end of the year spending wrapping up when the calendar flips to 23 there's going to be a little catching of the breath because the end of the year is always such a busy time for auctions and equipment purchases. Structurally, things are in place for used values to remain very strong because of the continuing supply chain snafu with new equipment that is, just hasn't shaken loose like it has in other parts of the economy. And so it's tough to get the new equipment. And the bigger issue to me is that there is still historic tightness with large late model used equipment on dealer lots across North America. So that those two things together with decent commodity price level should have used values remaining very strong. The United Arab Emirates will host the next World Trade Organization Ministerial Conference 
Trade ministers from 164 countries will participate in the 2024 ministerial conference to work on global trade rules. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. CoBank lead industry analyst and strategist Ken Zuckerberg expects farmers' margins tightening in the year ahead. So as we look in the year ahead, uh, next year will still be a positive year from the standpoint of farm income, but we see margins coming under pressure. Producers and related industries may begin to uh, show some financial strains due to a variety of uh, factors, and these include skyrocketing production costs, cheaper interest rates. As you know, the Federal Reserve just raised interest rates again yesterday. We see an elevated dollar, potentially uh, potential weakening of domestic and export demand because of falling economic productivity and real incomes abroad. Zuckerberg says the ag economy is in a good place, even with the challenges in recent years. Amidst the past uh, couple of years, notwithstanding COVID and uh, global economic slowdown and recovery and Russia's invasion, the U.S. ag economy has held up uh, quite well. As you may know, ag retailers have put in uh, just a blockbuster year with nearly 30 percent revenue growth. Many parts of farming, crop farming, the farm gate, different parts of the value chain have also had very strong results. That's 2022. As we looked at 2023, we see uh, margins uh, coming under pressure due to the inflationary and other factors. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. March wheat Minneapolis is down three and a quarter at nine oh six and a quarter. May down four and three quarter at nine dollars. Chicago March wheat's down five at seven forty eight and a half. Kansas City down three and a quarter on the March at eight forty and three quarters. March corn down six cents at six forty seven. July is down five and a half at six forty two and three quarters. January soybeans are down nineteen and a half cents at fourteen sixty and a half. And March down twenty and a half cents at fourteen sixty three and a quarter. January canola is down $16.20 a metric ton, $847.10 Canadian. December live cattle, 30 cents higher, 155.35. February's up 30 cents at 156.07. January feeder cattle down $1.72 at 182.05. March is down 87 cents at 183.82. February lean hogs are down 35 cents at 85.42. April down 2 cents at 92.70. Dow Jones Industrial Average is currently down 218 points at 32,702. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Have a great afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.